You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. We're going to go through essential doctrines from Peter today that he wrote to the church, Church of Jews. In 2 Peter, it's a letter for them. And he talked about essential doctrine. Why? Because he knew all along that people, false teachers will be there and false teachers will actually try to sway new believers. If you're a new believer, you have to know this. If you're already, you can say, mature ka na in faith, matagal ka na in faith, you have to be on guard as well. Because new doctrines from the world, not the word, not the word, from the world and not the word comes and goes. Especially now with the advent of internet. You can actually check Christianity and then you'll see hundreds if not thousands or millions. And when you're not grounded in your doctrines, you might be swayed. These doctrines are non-negotiable. Ano ibig sabihin non-negotiable? If we argue about this, if we are not aligned in this, if we don't agree in this, we can't see eye to eye. Iba yung values. Si Pastor Alan, sa bahay nila, may iba silang values na pinapriority. Sa amin rin. Sa Uy family, it's different. Different values that we prioritize. But doctrine has to be the same. Doctrine in our Christian faith has to be the same. I remember there was a time that a victory group, a small group, a discipleship group, we had to end it. A victory group. Why? Because there's confusion already. Marami pumapasok na iba yung doktrina. They believe in this. They believe in oneness. They believe in. Uh, they don't believe in the uh, Holy Spirit. They argue about the Trinity. We have to stop that victory group because it's not helping anymore. Confusion comes in. Confusion um, uh, creeps in. Do you know Dragon Boat? Have you seen a Dragon Boat? Do you Dragon Boat? Ibas masagwan yan same time. And if it's not the same, what happens? Maguluyon. Walasilang direction. Even in the church, my prayer is that we will be one in our doctrine. We will try to help, okay, help each other in making sure that our doctrine is safe. The church can't move forward. Divisions happen inside the church when our doctrine is not aligned. Peter wrote this to people in Asia Minor to counter false teachers who are being swayed. Persuading people. In keeping, let's read 2 Peter 3.13. In keeping with His promise, we are what? We are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with Him. To grow in our faith and knowledge of Christ, we have to live holy life. We have to be at peace with the teaching Applying it in our lives. Remember last week, we, we, we said that if you are a newborn baby, you have to drink unadulterated, pure spiritual milk. You have to drink it on your own. You have to search it. You have to drink this God's word. You have to, alam nanam namin mo talaga. You don't just get your nourishment from the pastor. It's good that you get it from us, but it's different when you, when you actually read back the words of God and apply them in your lives. Our revelation is God's revelation for the congregation, but there's a different revelation for you in your instance, in your very situation. Verse 15, 
bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote with you the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of the matter of these matters. His letters contain same some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort. My prayer is that we won't be ignorant and unstable people as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. If we become unstable people, if we were let false teaching, false teachers sway us, it would lead to our destruction. Even though you start right, I want to start right. I want to start right. But somewhere along the, uh, along the road, you've got swayed. You might actually be doomed for destruction. When Peter wrote this, he was actually alluding to the false teachers who were actually teaching also Paul's word. Paul also wrote a letter to the same church. And what they're doing, they're trying to confuse the people. Sinasabi na, oh, tinan mo to, si Paul ang tinuturo, saved by grace. How about you? Why are you telling us to do good work? To, be, to do Christian services? It's not conflicting, but they were trying to confuse they were trying to confuse people. My prayer is that we would know that as we go through life's journey, as we start life's journey, storms will be there. So, you know, along the way, there will be hazards along the way. It's not always a smooth asphalt or smooth cement road. Sometimes there will be detours. Sometimes there will be stop signs. Sometimes there will be no left turn or, or, or left turn there, but don't get stuck. That's why doctrine is essential. That's why knowing the very foundation of our Christian faith, doctrines are the very foundation of Christian faith. We should know the very foundation of our Christian walk. Second Peter 3.17, he said, Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position. Because we might fall. Guard against false teaching. Guard against false teachers. Sometimes even guard against yourself. Sometimes if we are so much into the doctrine, the foundation, to our Christian walk, we become self-righteous. So we're being forewarned now by Peter. We cannot be self-righteous. We have to guard, guard against it. I remember, I love it in ESB, ESV, I'm sorry, where it said, do not lose your own stability. Do not lose your own stability. Parang yung circle na yan, tinamo, na lose yung stability. Nahilo yan eh. I remember when I had vertigo around, um, I think around three, three, three years ago, right, uh, Chris? Around three years ago, I had vertigo. And when I had vertigo, it, wow. Una-una, akala ko, possess ako. My eyes would just keep on turning inside, even though it's closed. It's like, it's always spinning around. And yung spin, yung spin yung ganito, gradual spin. It's like, it, it, it's like the earth rotating on the axis constantly. And, and, and I couldn't even walk straight. I couldn't even read. Yes. You know, that didn't, I didn't let that vertigo stop me from reading God's words. I, I just put on my headset. I keep God's word. Do not lose your own stability. Do not let the pressure of this world lose. Make you lose your stability. Hang on to God's word. Who is true yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Love it. It's, and look what it said. Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you when he, what he is like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on what? On the rock. 
And when a flood rose, the stream broke against the house and could not shake it because it had been well built. Built upon the rock. Are you stuck? Are, are we stuck? So many meetings. So many preachings to listen. Sometimes you're stuck. So many church activities. Church is not about church activities. People, Peter actually gave us a hint to check if we are stuck. He said in verse 18, Grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior. It doesn't, it doesn't say grow in your meetings. Grow in your activities in church. Grow in grow the number of Christian shirts that you have. Grow in the number of, uh, of, of, of likes in your biblical posts, scripture posts, in your, all of your social media. No, it's grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are not after perfection. I love this, how Pastor Joas preached this last week. We're not after perfection, but we're after progression. Are we progressing? Are we moving forward? We are not after meetings, but are you actually meeting the Lord Jesus Christ in your relationships? Do you actually meet Him? When you share God's Word, do you actually meet with Him? To be on guard and move forward, we need to learn and live out these essential doctrines. Have you heard about theology before? Before, we say that theology is not just for me, it's just for Christians. It's not, sorry, it's, not, it's just for theologians. Actually, one theologian, friend, is celebrating his birthday today, Pastor Tito. It's his birthday today. I was, I was sitting beside him in my office, and theologian. But I remember what he told me, that all Christians are actually what are, all Christians are theologians. We have to know our Bibles. We have to know our doctrines. We have to know our theology. We have to know not just the right and wrong, but we have to stand for it. If you don't know where to stand, you'll be easily swayed by false teachings, false promises, and false teachers. We're going to learn about three basic, very basic, essential doctrines today. Just three. There's so many, and we don't have that much time. But later, I'll tell you how you can grow deeper and so that you can dug down deep. First, inerrancy of the Scripture. When we say that the Bible is inerrant, we mean that the Bible makes good on all its claim. Everybody say all. All its claim. It's not a partial truth. It's partial revelation. He will reveal to you one by one. But it's the whole totality of it. It's true. Every claim from start to finish is true. There's no conflicting. It's inerrant. There's no contradiction. There's authority when you read the scripture. And there's clarity. It's very clear. Not only it's, it, it's, it has authority, it has clarity, but it is necessary for life. It is necessary for our life. For us to grow in our faith, in our grace, in the love, in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is important. It is necessary. And it's sufficient. Everybody say sufficient. God's word is sufficient. I love it how it said in Psalm 119 that God's word is better than any treasure, any gold or nor silver. It is sufficient. It is all sufficient. Peter said, For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of His majesty. It's not a, 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 it's not a story that they made up. 
It's not myths that false teachers would make. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. Peter's preaching results from his own eyewitness account. He was there. He experienced it firsthand. The content of Peter's preaching is not of human origin, but is the origin is a direct revelation of God. My question right now, if you said that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, is this true in your life? In your Christian walk, in your faith, in our faith, he has to be, it has to be personal. It has to be God's personal revelation to us. Sometimes we cannot rely on God's word if it's not personal. That's why kailangan niya natin aralin at namnamin. Kaya kailangan natin talagang paglaanan ng panahon pag nagbabasa tayo ng Bible. To make sure that we actually walk the talk and live out, live out this walk. I love how Martin Luther says, Everyone knows that at times they have, he was referring to the early, early church fathers, erred as men will, because they're just men. Therefore, I am ready to trust them only when they prove their opinions from Scripture, which has never erred. Men would err. There are even times that when I preach God's Word, I would get a text or somebody would correct me. I'm sorry. I didn't study it properly. I was out of context. But the Word of God would never err. That's the inerrancy of the Scripture. All Scriptures are what? Are God-breathed. It is in the Spirit of God that it was written, and now it's in the Spirit of God that's being delivered to you and I. Second doctrine. First doctrine is the inerrancy of the Scripture. Second doctrine is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When you look at this, this is primary. Why? Because it ties up everything. If Jesus did not return as He promised, there's an inerrancy in the Scripture. There's an errancy in the Scripture. From the Old Testament in Isaiah, it has already been promised that the Messiah would come. The Messiah would come. The Messiah would die for all our sin. And we would resurrect after three days. So if that didn't happen, the resurrection didn't happen, we just celebrated Easter two weeks ago. If that didn't happen, all of our faith is nothing. Right? So this ties up everything. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. In Acts 22 verse 24 said, Men of Israel, hear this word, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God, sorry, a God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst as you yourselves know. That Jesus delivered up according to the, def- the, to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. You crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. Jesus knew he will die. Jesus knew he would rise again. He even preached it how many times to the people, to his disciples. God raised them up. There's an inerrancy in the remote control. God raised him up, losing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. Nothing. Nothing would hold Jesus down. Not even death. Not even death. The central message of Christianity is the resurrection. This sets us apart from any other religion around there. No religion can claim that their Messiah came and rose again from the dead to give us hope. Living hope. In First Peter uh, 1, 3, it says, 
I love how John Calvin wrote it. The resurrection of Christ is the most important article of our faith. And without it, the hope of eternal life is what? It's extinguished. It's extinguished. It's, it, it, it's, it's gone. All, the, all that we do now is for nothing. All that we do is for nothing. I love, I love this. I love this, um, this song. Shout unto God when it said that no death can actually hold Jesus down. Remember that song? No death can hold you down. The enemy has been defeated. No death can hold you down. It's talking about us. Do we actually live it out? Do you actually see it in our lives? Or are we like for dead? In 1 Peter 1, 3 said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By His great mercy has given us a new birth into a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. You know, church, I don't know where you are right now in your walk. Maybe you're dead to sin. Maybe you're dead to unforgiveness. Maybe you're dead to idolatry. Maybe you're dead to an addiction. Wherever we are, my prayer is that you would move forward. Don't get stuck. Don't get stuck. Jesus did not get stuck in the tomb. After three days, He resurrected. To prove a point. If He did it, He did it for you and I. He did it for you and I. Don't get stuck, church. Third doctrine we're going to discuss today is that we are saved by grace through faith in Christ alone. We're saved by grace through faith. I love it how it was simply put in John 14, verse 19, where it said, Because Jesus lives, we also shall live. Because He lived, now we live. Can we be honest? Do we actually live it out? Is that actually what people see in our lives? You have to be honest. We have to always have that heart check. And Lord, can you check now where I am? Because if you don't check where you are, baka stuck na doon, di mo pa alam. Sometimes also, that's when, when, when you're in church and when you don't want to be part of a victory group, it's because you don't want people to be meddling in your life. So they, you wouldn't know that you're stuck. You've been there for years. When you're in sin, and the people all around you are doing the same sin, you're stuck. And when you don't ask for help, you don't let people inside your life and tell you that that's a sin, you'll rot there. Utterly destruction. There has to be a movement. Peter said in verse, um, verse 17 to 19, there's nothing to these people. They're dried up fountains. Storm-scattered clouds headed for a black hole in hell. They're loud mouths, full of hot air. But they're, they're still dangerous. Walang sinabi. Walang kwenta. Wa kwenta, puro wento. Narinig na? Narinig ko kay Chinky yun. Wa kwenta. Wa kwenta. Ano ba yung Wa kwenta, puro kwento. Loud mouth. But they're dangerous. It's a warning. Men and women who have recently escaped from a deviant life are most susceptible to their brand of seduction. That's you and me. We're being seduced. It's a trap. Don't get stuck. They promise these newcomers freedom, but they themselves are what? Are slaves of corruption. For if they're addicted to corruption, and they are, they're enslaved. They can't even help them slay th- themselves. 
They're slaves to corruption and to sin. They're giving false promises. They're being false testimony, false witnesses for nothing. If they've escaped from the slum of sin by experiencing our master and savior, Jesus Christ, and then slid back into the same old life again, they're worse than if they had never left. This is a warning. Where are you? Are you sliding back? Are you just testing? No, no, no. I'm just trying to help them out. Baka naman may maitulong ako. But you're compromising. Better not to have started out on the straight road to God than to start out and then turn back, repudiating the experience and the holy command. They prove the point of the book of Proverbs where it said, a dog goes back to its own vomit and a scrub up pig heads for the mud. Bigat, di ba? Mas mabigat pa sa akin. But it's true. Don't get stuck. Don't go back. Don't fall back to sin. Don't slide back. You can only do it only by the grace of God. If you try it out, doing it on your own, guess what? You slide back. You wouldn't know. Then you go back sinning. Then you're committing the sin all over again. Then you wouldn't know that you're in it so much that you're stuck and only your head is being shown. You know what Jesus did? He became our high priest. Because all of the sacrifices, all of the sacrifices, thousands of not, hundreds of thousands, millions of sacrifices, cannot do what false teachers were actually teaching. To cleanse them. He became our high priest. He became the ultimate sacrifice. There was a great sin that separates us from God. And He became the sacrifice for you and I. Ephesians 2, 8 verse 9 said, For by grace you are saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. It is not from your works so that no one can boast. He became the ultimate sacrifice. He is the appropriation for our sin so we could be reconciled back to God. So that we could be reconciled back to Him. No sin separates us now because of what He did. And now we are redeemed. Everybody say redeemed. You are redeemed. You should not be stuck anymore. He doesn't even count those sins. He wants us to move forward. That's why He saved us. You see this? That's my toe. This happened first day, first day up, second day, early in the morning when we were in, uh, in Dumaguete. A tabletop, tabletop, marble tabletop. Sabi nyo sa akin, pag gross na kayo, papalitan ko na. Picture ko naman, close up, <laughs> profiled. A tabletop, marble tabletop. Hindi pala siya fastened on the base and it fell on my foot. I was doing a, a, a teaching on parenting that time. And I was studying for the preaching. And I said, I was so, I was, yeah, come on, I love this word. I'm going to do this. I've done this before. Come on, let us do this now. People will be saved. Hundreds will flock in front. And ah, oh, may mga ganun pa ako. Inside lang yun, no? Hindi ko ginagawa doon. Baka akalain ng mga visitors sa resort si Raulo ako, no? It fell on my foot. And I just kept on asking God, why? Sobrang sakit. Pastor Dennis was telling me, go to the ER, go to the ER. And I said, no, there's a, a parenting tonight and a service tomorrow. During service, Jesus just dropped a word for me. And he said, every pain 
that you feel. I can feel it now. It, it, it hurts. Every pain that you feel is nothing compared to the joy that I have for you, he says. It's nothing compared to every pound of nail that I took for you on the cross. And after that, I just worshiped. I didn't care. My wife was telling me, can I check your foot? No, don't check it because I've been running up and down and jumping because my joy in the Lord is complete. Is it complete in you? Let me end with this. John 14 verse 6 where it said, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Except through him. There's so many teachings that would counter what the word said. But where are you clinging on to? These are just basic essential doctrines. As you climb, you know, there, there's two truths. Eh? Absolute truth and relevant truth. God's word is absolute truth. Relevant truth is nothing if it's now applied in your life. Where are you in your walk? Do you want to deepen your relationship with God? Only you can say where you are right now. If you're stuck, or there's progression, or medyo naglailo, or medyo naging stagnant. But the Lord is quickening all of us. There has to be movement. And movement starts with your not with your feet, but actually with your heart. In accepting who He is in your life. Committing to His ways. Living a holy life. And then moving. Sometimes it's an inch, but it's okay. Take it one step at a time. Our prayer is that we would progress in our walk. Those things that we showed you would just be steps. Programs. But it's different when we commit them with all of our hearts then we will be full of joy and delight in what we do. Because at the end of the day, it's not stock knowledge, it's not relevant truth. But we want absolute truth in our hearts. So that the word will be relevant in our hearts. And then we would apply it. Let me pray for, for all of us today. Maybe you're now stuck. You have nowhere to go. You don't even know how to take the next step. I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out. The Lord is calling you out. It just takes a step of faith. Maybe you're in this place and you've been doing steps one after another and you feel like nagiging ano na program. It's getting old. It's time now to be refreshed. Only God can refresh you. Only clinging on Him and looking at Him and admiring what is joyful in His eyes. Refreshing comes from the Lord alone. Lord Father, whether where we are right now, Lord, I pray, Lord, that it is You. It is our very desire to know you more. It has very desire to, to, to delight in you more. It has very desire to gain that wisdom, fresh revelation. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that what we are looking forward to is something that would satis- satisfy us. Never, Lord, never will we be so thirsty anymore. 
Lord, that it is you, the living water, that would quench us. Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, that we won't be looking at the times, yung priority, at the how much, the cost. But Lord, we will always look back at you, Jesus, on how you bought us as the very steep price on that cross. Lord, I pray, Lord, for that hope that is eternal, Lord God, that was promised by the empty tomb. Thank you, Lord God, that you made the way for all of us. So now, Father, I pray, Lord, that we would look for enjoyment, not from the world, but from your word. Be evident in our, in our very hearts, Father. Lord, I speak life right now to each one of us. And Lord, as we, I pray, Lord, that as we decide on doing stuff, it is not because of obligation, but it is pure delight, pure delight in you and in you alone. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcast.